0: Gonna need to ask you to stop what you're doing and listen to Better Buddies. Because we
1: living, living in the moment, the moment. So don't look back, it's a long, long road ahead. A long, long road ahead.
0: Woo! Hello, and welcome back to Better Buddies. I'm your host, RJ, and with me this week is Calvin. Hello, hello, hello. Uh, jumping right into it, just the two of us. Uh, the icebreaker this week for our Better Buddies icebreaker: Power Rangers, Transformers, or Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and why?
1: Uh, I I think I will probably go TMNT. Uh, only because that's like the only. Honestly, I haven't seen, like, any of the actual stuff of either of those. I've only seen, like, the new Power Rangers film, that, like, really bad one, um, the Michael Bay Transformers movies, uh, the, the first Michael Bay uh, Ninja Turtles, and I saw the really crappy, like, 90s uh, Ninja Turtle films. Those are the only things I've seen. I've never seen like the cartoons or anything like that. Cause I didn't like growing up, I didn't really have access to TV. We just had uh, like the rabbit ears antenna. So we only got what was over the air. Um, So some of that I think might've, I I may have been able to get access to, um, but not really. And even then uh, I didn't watch a lot of TV (laughs) as a kid. Mm -hmm. So I just never watched any of that stuff, but I'd probably say Ninja Turtles. Because I do remember getting those really crappy movies where you, they're like wearing the like suits, and you can like yeah. see the guy talking in the mouth of the, like the turtle suits. Of what is it like the secrets of the ooze? Yeah,
0: like, it was like a Ninja Turtles, and I think the second one was Secrets of the Ooze. But and then there's I, like the
1: third one that's like they go back in time.
0: Yeah, and then there was also one of those. I don't know which one it was, but they also had the female turtle.
1: That I don't remember.
0: She had a uh, a turquoise uh, mask and belt.
1: But uh, I, yeah, no, I, I'm pulling up the Wikipedia page to see the feature films Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and film. So yeah, there's Teen, um, there's just the first one, which is called Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Then there's two, The Secrets of the Use, and then there's just the third one. Which I want to say, uh, revolves around the sacred sands of time. Sevens Seven's Transported Turtles in April back to feudal Japan, become embroiled in conflict between a daimyo and a group of rebellious villagers. Yeah, I remember watching that one. Yeah, I I I remember watching all three of those ones from the nineties. So
0: you were reading the description of the third one, and it said "Sands of Time." Does this mean that? Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles takes place in the same universe as Prince of Persia. Prince of Persia.
1: <laughs> I think that's the only know.
0: logical sure. conclusion.
1: Yeah. Well, that's kind of like already the Ninja Turtles has some of that stuff because it's supposed to be uh, kind of like a opposite thing of like the whole of like Daredevil, right? Because it's yeah. it supposed to be like the ooze or stuff that bounces off the truck and blinds Daredevil, rolls into the street. Goes into the sewer, and that's what creates the Ninja Turtles because they're because Daredevil fights the hands, and the the turtles fight the, the foot clan. Yep. Yeah,
0: which was a really neat like because uh, they were I don't remember how who picked them up. I think it was Dark Horse. I'm might be misremembering, but they got picked up by like the smaller comic companies.
1: Uh, Mirage. This okay. Comic book that they started in.
0: Um, but yeah, the ooze was supposed to be the, like, radioactive material that blinded Daredevil. The Foot Clan directly taught, like, is the other hat part of the hand, but being, uh, prop, uh, intellectual property that it is, they couldn't officially say that. I'm... Surprised how much Michael Bay has been involved in these franchise, like two out of these franchises, three franchises. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I my experience with these, I watched a few of the Power Rangers series when I was like seven, eight, nine. Uh, they had the one, the notable ones were Disney Channel for a while had three ongoing like reruns with the. Ninja... Like, it was the Ninja Power Rangers. There was the Dino Rangers. And then the SPD Space Patrol Power Rangers. Okay. And then with... I've seen the Michael Bay Transformers movies. I've seen, like, one Ninja Turtle movie. And that's it. My entire Ninja Turtle experience has just been through cultural osmosis. So I... I'm really torn because I know more about Power Rangers and giant robots are always cool, but the transformers are living giant robots. Yeah. I think I'm going to go transformers just because it's, while I haven't engaged with the material, the mythos around it fascinates me that there's this ongoing civil war on Cybertron for forever. The Decepticons and the Autobots do their thing and beat each other up and for whatever reason, transform into earth vehicles. Yeah. And it's, I was reading through, I saw a Facebook post about, uh, it was a list of pictures of like a bunch of transformers on both sides who, and it was supposed to be like from the files of the Decepticons, the Autobots on their soldiers as, like, extra material for a new comic book that was coming out. And as almost all of the descriptions I read on both sides, Decepticons and Autobots, the Transformers are always just a little... Like, they have a screw loose. Like, the Decepticon ones, oh, they're ready to rumble, but they're just as dangerous to their allies. And the Autobots are regularly... Well, he's a he's a good soldier and has a good heart, but he's not the best tactician and sometimes gets in over his head. And the the entire like Dinobots Transformer group they technically fight for us, but like they're not the most kind-hearted people and don't really like the rest of us.
1: Yeah, I, I, I just could never really get into, like, I enjoyed, like, especially when I was younger, I really enjoyed the, like, Michael Big Transformers films, but, I don't know, I've never been a big mech guy, mm. so, fighting robots, giant fighting robots are cool, but it's like, oh, that's a cool action scene, and then I'm done, and I, I don't know, it just doesn't keep me.
0: Yeah, I'm, def- I'm definitely a mech guy, but... Like, giant fighting robots, cool action scenes, but I also love the, I don't know if technical aspect is the right word for it, but I love working on, or, like, comprehending why these machines are the way they are, and the purpose and function. So, like, cool, it's a 50-foot tall giant robot, but, like, could we put a giant drill in its hand? <laughs> Or, yes, it transforms into a car, but how can it also turn into a jet? Why is that possible?
1: Yeah. Yeah, and I never, for Power Rangers, I never saw, like, anything. I never saw the 90s show, I had none of the cartoons, none of the movies, besides, like, that recent remake they did with Brian Cranston.
0: I kind of want to go try and pick up the Power Rangers comic book because they did a couple years ago they did a comic book series where uh an alternate universe original green ranger became evil again and then basically took over the entire universe and the original power rangers like he killed three of them and destroyed their morphers the Last one was working for him as an assassin, and a resistance group had the last remaining morpher locked away as a, like, fail-safe, all hope is lost if we lose this thing. And he goes to the other alternate, the original dimension, to try and take over that and decimates the rangers, so all these random rangers show up and are, like, fighting together. And at one point have to, like create their Megazord giant robot using a random assortment of the animal robots that they have from these different pieces and they're like okay what can we actually do with these supplies we have left so it was just very knowing almost nothing about Power Rangers it was just a fun crazy scenario to try and like figure out
1: yeah sounds interesting
0: but I I don't know if I'd necessarily recommend it if you don't want to walk into it knowing that this is going to be a dumb kind of crazy fun. Hmm. Either that or you are a Power Rangers diehard. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Our next segment, Better Buddies Recommend, where we recommend a piece of media for everyone to enjoy. Do you have anything off the top of your head?
1: Uh... Yeah, I think I'll go with um, the uh, a book series, the uh, Stormlight Archives by uh, Brandon Sanderson. Uh, so his pl- this is supposed to be his like masterwork series. Like this is the series that he's always wanted to make. This is like his baby. Um, uh, so it's he says it's planned out to be ten books, um, and they're Massive. They're like, it, it, there's currently three books out. They're like a thousand pages each. They're insane. Um, and he, he's going to divide it into two parts, two five-book kind of arcs in okay. this like well, ten-book series. Um, and the first three books are out, Way of Kings, uh, Words of Radiance, and then Oathbringer. Um, the fourth book, Rhythm of War, comes out in November. So I'm super pumped for that. They've been um, it's published by Tor, uh, which is a big fantasy, uh, publishing fantasy and science fiction publishing company we are pretty awesome. I actually really like a lot of stuff that Tor does, and uh, right now they're like doing this thing where they're like serial what that eh, serializing they call it. Um, I don't I don't I can never remember what's like what's that mean when it comes to like media serializing. Um, Serialization
0: I, probably better to Google it.
1: Just uh, publish know. or broadcast a story or play in regular installments. Okay, so it's just a, like a series. If okay, it's a serialization of something just means it's literally okay. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah, uh, pretty simple. But yeah, so it's they posted like two chapters at a time, and now they're just like posting one chapter a week uh, online for free.
0: Oh, that's awesome! <laughs> Which is
1: awesome. Yeah. How do you spell tar? Tor? T O R dot Yeah, so they're doing that. If you search uh, Brandon Sanderson, uh, Way of Kings master index, because they might have serialized Way of Kings. first one, uh, I'm not seeing it. That was a long time ago. Um, I know they did for Oathbringer, and they, uh, um, but anyways, you have uh, you have to start with the first one because. Okay. The, um you'll miss out on a lot if you don't it's a very heavy high fantasy series so you have to be in that um interested in that uh but yeah i love brandon sanderson he's got a whole other bunch of works um that he write all of his books that he writes for the most part um that are his own books uh are part of this thing that he calls the cosmere which is like a connective universe to all of his books so there's like characters that will like each series is independent and stands alone like another one of his series is called the Mistborn which is great great trilogy um and there um that's like a standalone series and then the Stormlight Archives is like a standalone series but they're connected through the Cosmere And, like, there'll be characters that show up in each book as, like, just background side characters, and they're usually disguised in some way. Mm -hmm. But if you're paying attention, you could be like, oh, that's that guy. He's, like, somehow doing this thing where he's, like, jumped worlds. And, like, there's this whole deep, like, I don't even understand it. Because I I, I want to read explanations of it, but I have to finish all of his other works. Because otherwise it's just, like, massive spoilers for everything. Yeah. But yeah, so I would I would recommend Wave Kings Book One Stormwood Archive, uh, probably. That
0: sounds really cool. I'm definitely checking this out because, uh, it's a it's high fantasy heavy. Uh, how could I not sink my teeth into it? Um, but also the like you said it was the cosmosphere, Cosmere, Cosmere. That's Cosmere. Reminded me of um, Stephen King does something similar. But I think I'd like the Cosmere more, because with King, uh, as I understand it, he'll sprinkle characters or places in to his works, and they're Mm -hmm. technically all connected in the Dark Tower series, as, like, the Man in Black shows up everywhere, but I don't think it's... Necessarily to that same... Like, it's technically all connected, but it's really not going Mm -hmm. to be. Not in the way that it sounds like this is.
1: Yeah, like, I I really like the fact that basically, like, they are all connected, but you can completely ignore that fact, and you don't... It doesn't take away a single thing um, uh, from, from just reading the stories at face value of, like, this story is its own thing, its own world, nothing else. You don't miss anything by not understanding the cosmere but if you do you can really start picking up on some cool stuff and brandon sanderson is known for like his really awesome magic systems that's like his big thing his magic is super intricate so like the main magic system uh, um i don't think it's really it's not really a spoiler but if anyone cares i'll just preface it um so the main ma- how Do you care if I explain how magic nope, works? Please do. Okay. Um, so in I I won't really go into it for um, Stormwide Archives because that is kind of spoilery because it's very tied into the story. Um, but uh, in Mistborn, his magic system is based around metals. So um, certain people are born with the ability to use the metals. Um, and I think there's... I can't remember. There's like 10 or 12. Um, there's like a number they say... It's pretty early on. They tell you how many there are. Um, okay. But uh, most, uh, um, most the it's very rare to be what's called an Allomancer, which is using this metal stuff for your magic, and uh, most people, um, those that are that have that ability, they only have the ability to use one specific type of metal. Okay. Um, and what you do is you swallow little tiny flakes of the metal and it's in your stomach and that's how you you literally consume metal for power and then they call it they call it burning it um and they burn that metal inside their body to fuel the magic
0: that's really cool
1: so when you run out of metal then you you can't use your magic anymore
0: so theoretically if you use iron as your magic metal could you burn the iron in your own blood
1: um I don't think so okay uh also I don't know that you would want to. Uh, uh, yeah, and, but but they do talk about like um you're able to like because it's kind of a plot point that they discover this is like in the first chapters they yeah. just they they find out about like someone be um that didn't know that they could use it because they were able to burn trace elements that they picked up from like, eating with metal utensils or in the that were in the water. Um, so I'm, I, I actually wonder if it has to be, you have to consume it. Yeah. So you can't, if it's just, oh they, yeah, they talk about like, you can't affect metal that's in a body, in a human body, like in mm. your body. Because if you, you can use iron and steel, um, iron, I think pulls and steel pushes okay. other metal. So like with iron, you can pull things towards you and with, oh, like you just pull that metal in a straight line at you. And with uh, steel, you can push metal in a straight line away from you. Cool. Um, and they talk about how, like, if you're, if you like, the, these people won't carry metal on them. Because that's a weapon that someone could use against you. But if you have metal inside you, they can't affect it. So, like, if you had an earring, since it's technically in you, they, they can't affect that. Um, and that also, so they can't rip the metals out of your stomach they they say that so
0: conceivably it'd be very grotesque but a wolverine like character who has had a knife like embedded into the back of his arm
1: it the, you, you could not affect it
0: oh oh this is okay i'm i am so excited to check this guy's writing out because this is so cool
1: yeah he's he's very much about like there's like two i don't know how much um in fantasy writing uh, I don't know that he coined the term. He, he might have, but he uses it a lot um, uh, called a uh, soft magic and hard magic. So soft based magics are like Harry Potter. There are rules, but they can also just kind of do whatever. It's magic. Yeah. So that's a soft magic system where it's just like, oh, I just did this thing with my spell and I can do, I can just do magic. Um So that's like a soft magic system. He's a big fan of hard magic systems which have a lot of rules so like there's a ton of rules to how his magic systems work which is awesome because he like he establishes all these rules but then he loves to play with them and be like okay so if this is a like if this is how it's set like how do i how do i get around it how do i kind of get around it or utilize that to my advantage and stuff like that so it's it's pretty it's pretty good i like it
0: that reminded me of a, have you seen in the Pirates of the Caribbean, there's like a, not the first one, but one of the later ones, uh, the Davy Jones shows up to a meeting with the pirates mm-hmm. and his curse is that he can't set foot on dry land. And there's like a Tumblr oh, post yeah. that, it, yeah, that it analyzes like his curse is he can't set foot on dry land. They're meeting on a sandbar, which is technically not dry land. But they also put seawater in the buckets that he wants Yeah, he's through. standing in buckets to
1: get around it. Yeah.
0: So that's that. That's a very oh. Yeah, so, so cool. that'd be
1: kind of stuff that you would do. Yep. So uh, I guess I would expand it then to just Brandon Sanderson in general, any of his works.
0: My recommendation. I'm going to give one small plug at the beginning because I think I recommended Lucifer already once, but season five just dropped, so. Uh, oh, yeah. the first half of season 5 just dropped so I recommend checking that out uh, big plot point this season is that Michael has shown up and is in Lucifer's identical twin brother I don't end well yeah Um. but I think I'm going to recommend I'm just realizing now I did not think this out enough oh that's what I'll recommend I'm going to recommend Spider-Man for the PS4. I don't
1: think
0: think I'd recommend it before, so I recommend Spider-Man for the PS4. Like you said, Calvin, it's a great game. Um, And they really, the web-slinging controls are so gloriously smooth. It's just, it's so good control-wise. Um, I know some people had issues with the Miles and MJ sections of the game. I didn't...
1: Yeah, they they kind of broke the pace, and it was just like, they're not Spider-Man, so they're very just normal in their abilities. Yeah. Toe. And you're just like, come on, I want to be Spider-Man. Uh, but, I, I, I yeah, I didn't think they were terrible.
0: I'm about the same boat with them. I didn't think they were terrible. I definitely, like... I would much rather continue being Spider-Man, but I think yeah. they did a pretty good job of like, okay, we need to have something to give this section with miles a little bit more than just him being there. So they give him the hacking, um, which at least helps differentiate it from MJ a little bit. And MJ eventually gets like the stun gun. So mm. they at least like tried, but I'd, I still want to be Spider-Man.
1: Yeah, I I I I really enjoyed that game. I I got I platinum trophy that one and I went back and I platinumed the DLC, all the DLC and I got the I did the game over again on New Game Plus on the ultimate difficulty.
0: Yeah, I'm I think I did New Game Plus Ultimate Difficulty on my second playthrough, but I don't think I've done the DLC for it yet, which scares me.
1: The DLC was, well, I really enjoyed the DLC. It was really good, because it was, like, full story DLC, because that's another thing I really liked, that the game is, like, actually single-player story, and, like, you don't have to deal with online stuff.
0: Yeah, it's not a service.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. So, this, it's just, it was just fun to swing around the city, beat up people.
0: And they do a really good job of, between, like, just sprinkling in uh, random stuff, like, random uh, encounters, I guess, for stopping yeah. criminals. And also sprinkling in, like, the collectibles and the artifacts in a way that made it satisfying to collect them mm-hmm.
1: without being a chore. Yeah. Because I sat down and like every time like, I basically completed all of the collectibles um, as soon as I unlocked the entire map, as soon as I unlocked a new collectible, I basically just ignored the story and went around and got all the collectibles, which was like a bit of a chore. But the great thing is that they just put them all on the map so you don't have to like be running around trying to find them and they're not marked or any way. So you know where they are, which is awesome, and uh, it was like a bit of a chore, but at the same time, you just get to swing around, and it's just the thankfully the like swinging mechanics are just so much fun that I didn't mind spending the time traversing the city and doing it all.
0: I for me, I haven't played uh, enough of the Assassin's Creed games. I the only one I've actually beaten was Syndicate, but I've. Ever since Spider-Man came out, I've been comparing the collectibles in that to the collectibles in Assassin's Creed, where, like, I think it was in 3, there were note pages you had to go collect that would, like, float around.
1: Uh, I don't remember if that seems free or not. It might be. I know for Black Flag has the sea shanties, they do kind of float on the wind, and you have to chase them across rooftops to try and grab them, and if you don't grab them in time, they disappear, and you have to, like, leave and come back and try again later.
0: Yeah, like, that just seems so annoying to me, mm-hmm. compared to Spider-Man, where it was actively like, this is here if you want to, and will provide lots of little in-universe, like, tidbits of info, but you will not be penalized if you choose not to. Yeah. And, yeah. oh, the Stan Lee cameo in that game is perfect.
1: I don't remember... Oh! Oh! They're, that's, they're, like, at the pizza place or whatever, right?
0: Yeah, they're at the pizza place just hanging out and Stan uh, – there's just a scene of him standing there looking at them and he, his line is, you two always were my favorites. Yeah, because he's, like, so leaving
1: or something or they're leaving. Yeah. Especially with it being
0: one of his last cameos uh, between that, uh, Into the Spider-Verse, and Endgame. Whereas like last three cameos,
1: yeah, yeah, because he died the year that game came out, right? Yep.
0: Uh, shortly before Spider Verse, because in in Into the Spider Verse, because at the end of Into the Spider Verse, they have a, a title card saying uh, "We'll miss you" to both Stanley and Steve Ditko, the original artist for Spider Man, who had also died way earlier in the year.
1: Yeah, you gotta feel bad for him. Everyone always forgets that he's, like, the other guy that started a lot of that with Stan Lee, didn't he?
0: Yeah, he was one of the major ones. It was, uh, Stan Lee was a writer, but they also had Steve Ditko and as an artist. And, oh gosh, there was another artist, I know I should know this name, who was really big on a lot of the designs, particularly with how uh, the Doctor Strange comics would do, I think. Um, because, like, Doctor Strange has very noticeable, crazy designs in its worlds. That was thanks to this artist. I gotta look this up now. Yeah. Yeah, because it was, because it was, like, there was a trifecta at Marvel. Uh, Jack Kirby. That's the one. Uh, so Jack, Steve Ditko and Jack Kirby were the artists, like, other guys who were big on the comics, Jack Kirby went on to do some really crazy stuff with uh, DC. He's the reason I think Jack Kirby's the reason for the Eternals and DC, for Eternals for Marvel and DC's New Gods which is where Darkseid came from. Oh
1: yeah.
0: Uh, and Darkseid was supposed to be the villain in the Justice League movie. um, But it was one of those things where uh everybody remembers Stan Lee, like you said, even mm. though he had these two really talented creators working with him.
1: Yeah. 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 Oh, but to pivot, you mentioned uh Justice League. Do you see that they're gonna be dropping a trailer and or the for the Snyder Cut? I heard. I also heard they're
0: doing the Snyder Cut in like four parts. Really? I think. They also did a trailer for the new Suicide Squad squad movie. Squid
1: Squad oh, Squad. Is, wow. Suicide Squad Squad. Uh is did that drop?
0: I think it did. If it didn't drop, they at least dropped this like behind the scenes trailery thing where it introduces all of the characters and has some like behind the scenes footage of like gun directing. Um, Interesting. It's they've got a weird cast of characters because the only the only names I noted as characters I recognized—not the biggest DC guy, but I know enough, I know a little bit. Harley Quinn is back. Uh, they've got Captain Boomerang back. Rick Flag was the guy who led the squad in the first movie. Amanda mm-hmm. Waller is back, and King oh. Shark is noticeable. Oh my
1: god! I just pulled up the. You're right. They did. They did the official cast reveal trailer, um, and oh my god. Joel Kinnaman, I love Joel yeah. Kinnaman because he was in. He's in uh, uh, *Ultra Carbon* and I the first season, and oh, I cool. loved him in that.
0: Well, and uh, Nathan he's... Fillion. Oh, yeah. Uh, Nathan Fillion's character is uh, what what they call him? They called him, uh, they they came up with a new name for him, but his character is arm fall off guy. It, is name his so, his, his character is uh, like a fall off guy or arm detach man from the comics. Okay. Where he will
1: detach his arm and use it as a weapon to beat people. Uh, interesting. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Aegis Elba is in it as well. Freaking love Aegis Elba.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, He's what? Bloodsport?
0: So, Bloodsport. I was, I was reading an article about it. Bloodsport is a character who. Was disillusioned originally in the comics, was disillusioned with the Vietnam War after his brother came back um, super injured and was tricked in essentially tricked into believing, Well, I need to blame Superman for this.
1: Okay,
0: suppose uh, yeah, this- he's got Sorry. like a teleporter and kryptonite bullets.
1: Okay, wow, this cast is insane! Yeah, also. There's just, like, too many people.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'd love to see what they do with that, because there's too many people, and they've got a number of characters who are little known, or, yeah. like, I, I was reading one description of one of them. Uh, their char- it's one of the women characters is apparently a gender cha- reversal on a male character from the comics who was around for, like, two issues. Okay, and their whole thing was like they injected some nanites in them to try and give them better powers, and they were really good at lockpicks.
1: Interesting. Yeah, they um uh, Nathan Williams' character is T D K. Wow, I can't read. <laughs> hey, I have no idea why I said key. T-T-D-K.
0: I think uh, I don't remember what the T stands for, but it's detached kid.
1: Yeah. Um. Total. I don't know. Yeah but it, it in his his emblem does have his arms crossed and the end, in the like his the arms like where the elbow would be it looks like just like i mean it's cartoony but it's like meat with a bone down the middle so it does look like his arms were detached, so that's interesting
0: well then uh polka dot man
1: oh my uh, god weasel is terrifying
0: yeah weasel scare i
1: don't like that uh-uh. it's just like a weasel person
0: Polka Man is going to be so much fun because the actor, if I remember correctly, the actor is from the two Ant-Man movies, is the Russian one of the three, like, criminals. So, he was just really fun as a bit character in that, those two movies. And Polka Dot's whole thing is he will rip the Polka Dots off himself and they will be like tools or weapons. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's, it's dumb. He's a Batman villain. Super low tier, but like... He's here.
1: Let's see what they do with him. So, yeah, I'd be interested to see how they do all of these characters. Because is this going to be a series or is this a film? It's a film. So it's one film. That's just like too many characters in one film.
0: I'm almost curious if they're not going to wind up having something happen similar to the first Suicide Squad, where Slipknot was one of the characters they advertised, but
1: they kill him off within five minutes of introducing him. Oh, is he the guy that can, like, he's like, I can, he can climb anything. And he's yep. like, well, yeah, he's got a grapple hook. <laughs> I could climb anything if I had a grapple hook that just shot out of my arm and just started you know, pulling me up it. I didn't even have to climb. I don't think I'd ever
0: actually heard that as being the reason. I'd always heard, like, lots of, like, oh, yeah, that's kind of a dumb, p- like, you can climb anything. That's great. No, I've never heard anyone put out, like, he can climb anything because he's got a grappling hook. Not is like he's it, got that, powers. Is, isn't is that what he says? Or, or they say? Uh, they say he can climb anything, but nobody points out that it's because it's a grappling hook. It's just kind of implied like it's a power. That like, oh, but he's just super good with ropes. I thought it was just supposed to be, he was just a really good climber. It, that's what it's supposed to be. Uh, yeah, you're right. Uh, I, or at least the way I kind of felt it come off was that they didn't point out that he's just a really good climber because they want you to think it's he's like a super-powered climber.
1: Yeah. Even though he's not. Yeah, yeah he's just, he just has a grappling hook in his gauntlet. And
0: he flew away to get his head blown up.
1: Yeah. Did you see the, tra- the new Wonder Woman trailer?
0: No, I didn't, but I saw an image of
1: uh, Cheetah. Uh, also a little unsettling. Yeah. Just the whole, like, animal-human thing is, like, a little disconcerting. Um, but it doesn't look it doesn't look bad. It just looks a little... It,
0: it's the... Know, uh, oh, what is it? It's, um...
1: Uncanny Valley kind
0: of thing? Yeah, Uncanny Valley. Well, yeah. the weasel from Suicide Squad especially
1: looks cartoonish. That's just terrifying, though. That thing's, like, unsettling. Uh, yeah, I don't know how I feel about the Wonder Woman 84. Like, I... I It looks fun. I enjoyed the first Wonder Woman. Um, The the main thing that has me hesitant is the whole uh, Chris Pine's character. Mm. Like, they better come up with a really good excuse. One, why he's there. And then you know he has to die, right? Because Ah. this takes place in 84. And Justice League and the the Batman v Superman, don't they talk like it's like, oh, she hasn't seen him in a long time. And like... He's gone, and, like...
0: If, if they were going the Marvel route of still trying to have these movies all interconnected, I would agree with you. Uh, however, they have very pointedly decided, we're not going to try doing that anymore.
1: Really? Yeah.
0: Um, because, like, the Flash movie that's coming up is Flashpoint, and they're just kind of throwing everything out the window, and I've decided to just start making movies, and if they happen to interconnect, well, that's just fine and dandy.
1: Well, they brought brought the DC movie Flash to meet the CW Flash. Yeah. That was interesting.
0: I think that was just supposed to be a joke, though. Although the Arrowverse showrunners have gone on record saying they want to bring DC movie Cyborg, Aquaman, and Wonder Woman into the Arrowverse.
1: Well, yeah, of course they do. <laughs> of course, the TV guys want the big budget, like big name movie people and, and assets and stuff.
0: Yeah, well, it was that's one of the funny things I was just reading an article today about how uh, no matter what happens, Arrowverse will never be able to really use Batman, even if they bring Batman in, because they took so much of Batman's whole thing to do Arrow.
1: Oh, because it is basically a Batman story of, like... Yeah. I mean, minus, like, dead parents, but that's pretty much the only difference.
0: And they eventually kill his parents.
1: Yeah. And yeah. Well, the, I mean, he's got a dead... He's just got... He's, his dad's dead, so he's, like, halfway there. And then they... Spoilers for Arrow from, like, years ago. They yeah. kill his mom. And then, uh... I mean, I mean, the difference is it starts off with him just actually killing people. And then he learns, like, oh no, I can't kill anyone. And then he goes hard into, like, the whole, I can't kill anyone. And it's like, that was quite a pivot. <laughs> and they
0: straight up stole a number of storylines from Batman to use for Arrow. Oh,
1: like, they did. I didn't know that. Uh,
0: the whole uh, League of Assassins, uh, Rachel Ghoul, Talia Ghoul thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What? Well, all Batman. Just...
1: Oh, that's just Batman? I thought that was kind of, like, a DC thing in general. Turns out they were an organization that other, like, a couple different DC comics had used?
0: Uh, they are an organization DC, ca- like, various heroes were run into, but the that particular storyline they did with it was a Batman one.
1: Oh, uh, okay. Um,
0: and, like, that whole, uh being the gruff loner thing who eventually winds up with these friends and family allies who are helping wage your crusade and will continue it after you're gone. Uh, Batman did it first in the comics with the Robins, all like seven of them and the Batwomen and the Batgirls and the, I think there's now a bat character whose entire name is like Spotlight and has a yellow focused bat costume as in like, the spotlight they used to call Batman. That's, uh...
1: <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> I mean, at least the... It's... Somehow it's worse... Than the really creative tech-focused one... They had a while ago... Called Batwing... Where the son of Lucius... Batman's tech guy... Yeah. Develops an Iron Man-esque Batman suit... And goes around as Batwing...
1: Isn't that the name of his, like, flying? Yep. The Batwing.
0: (laughs) Yeah, he named him after the plane. Oh, that reminds me of another thing they announced. They, um, the uh, new video games they're coming out with. They've got the uh, Arkham Knights, or Gotham Knights, no, it's Gotham
1: Knights, where it's... Oh, yeah, that trailer's sitting here next to the Suicide Squad one. I was about to ask about that. You can play as either Nightwing,
0: Red Hood, Batgirl, Batwoman, I don't remember which one it is, or Robin, as they have to try and restore order in the city after Batman dies.
1: Oh, nice.
0: Yeah, and apparently it's supposed to be more of an open-world RPG sort of thing, where it's, based on what I was reading, you can kind of tackle things as you want, and everywhere else will scale with you. So the demo they go after Mr. Freeze, but one of the developers said like, yeah, Mr. Freeze will fight very differently or not very, will fight differently if you face him at level 5 versus level 15.
1: That's cool.
0: Yeah, I'm really looking forward to that and the Suicide Squad video game they're making. Oh,
1: they're making a Suicide Squad. Yeah. Video game.
0: Apparently, uh, it's impl- it sounds like you play as the Suicide Squad members going out to hunt down the Justice League.
1: That's, that's really cool.
0: <laughs> the The art they've been using is Suicide Squad, but they've got a crosshair over Superman's head. So, that's going to be... I, I want to play that just for the sheer crazy that it will be, trying to see how they handle... Let's face it, these only half... Talented supers going up against the man of steel
1: who can uh, so, wink too oh, hard sorry. and they'll die. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. you were saying. No, I got distracted and kind of. Yeah, sorry, I interrupted you. But, um, the just the Zach, the Snyder Cut official teaser just drops, like a couple hours ago. And I started, I started playing it. And, um, Holy crap. So I forgot about this whole controversy stuff. Like, how much did they, like, reshoot and stuff when they redid it? Because in this trailer, like, maybe I just don't remember as well, but there's a crap ton in this teaser that I'm like, that was not in Justice League.
0: Yeah, there was a lot they dropped. Uh, Originally, uh, way, way back when they first announced it, it was Unite the Seven. Um, And I gotta do my math now. There was only the six of them, Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, Flash, Aquaman, Cyborg. Originally, there was supposed to be a seventh member. Um, And I think, if my knowledge is correct, it was supposed to be Green Lantern. But there was also... They
1: they show a Green Lantern fighting in the opening sequence in the current cut that's out.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Which, that's what's making me think it was supposed to be green lantern. There's also a possibility it might have been Martian Manhunter because there is a uh, in the news as I was following them doing the uh Snyder cut stuff, one of the actors who isn't in the or is only in the movie as like a background general was supposed to have a bigger part as Martian Manhunter in disguise who would eventually like oh. kind of come up and help out or something.
1: Um yeah, and also the main bad guy what is it Steppenwolf? I feel like they they changed like a bunch of the VFX. Uh,
0: does he have an omega symbol on his
1: chest? Uh, let me go back. Did did he before? No. Um, I'm not seeing one.
0: Okay, so maybe it's because I, I know they're doing uh, dark
1: scene. Dark scene.
0: Yeah, Darkseid is the uh, Steppenwolf's boss.
1: Oh, well, then maybe that's this other guy that I thought was the, a remake of Steppenwolf. Eh, maybe. So maybe. Maybe they didn't remake Steppenwolf when I just saw the Darkseid guy.
0: Um. Well, that was the other thing, too. It was supposed to be two movies originally, which might be why they're releasing it in four parts. Because, um, yeah, they... Uh, They got pretty far into shooting. I I think they were like three-fourths of the way through before Snyder had to walk away. uh, For family reasons.
1: Uh, Does Cyborg go to Gotham City University? Um, Pretty sure he did. That's where he played football. Um, Because there's a scene here of some guy that looks like he's using, like, the Force on a bunch of missiles and, like, pushing them suddenly to the side, and you just see him from behind. And I was like, what?
0: (laughs) What's he look like?
1: Uh, You can't... You just see him from behind, and and he's wearing a leather jacket that says Gotham City University.
0: Huh. Neat.
1: No, it looks interesting. I'd see... I'd see it, because, like, I didn't... Like, Justice League wasn't a great film, but I didn't, like, hate it. No, I didn't hate it. It It's too long.
0: Yeah. I think that's just a problem with movies in general nowadays a little bit, is they're so determined to hold your attention that they've gone on too long. Mm Mm-hmm. Because, like, I watched uh, Philadelphia a couple years ago. That's a real short movie, but very powerful. Yeah. Yeah. So there's your.
1: No, go ahead. (laughs) No, you're good. I'm done.
0: Uh, I was just going to say there's your uh, DC news coverage for the week. Uh, (laughs) I've been your host, RJ, and my co host, Calvin.
1: Cool.
0: Let's get in a little bit of advice giving before this show raid comes crashing down. Uh, How to be a better buddy, where we give advice on uh, improving your life. Some. Serious, some not so serious. Uh, don't take it too seriously, because it's like if you asked a friend for advice. We're just doing our best here. Uh, our first question is one that I think in, in these trying times we all have to struggle with. Uh, what would you do if your wife just told you that she's a Russian spy and that she needs your help for a top secret assignment ASAP? Uh... Uh, I'd have a lot of questions. Um, well, this is ASAP. We don't have time for questions. What are you gonna do?
1: I, I yeah, no, I think I would need. I would need. I would. I would. I need to have questions answered. Um, mainly, if uh, like, what is this mission? Am I like, when the country? Am I killing people? Like, what is the what am I doing? Cause that definitely changes how I'm gonna respond.
0: Yeah, well, I guess this is a better question, Calvin. Are you a true-blooded American?
1: Uh, I don't know anymore. (laughs) 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 Like, both, everyone in this country doesn't seem to be, like, I'm not really happy with anyone in this country. Both sides of the aisle kind of suck, so. Yeah,
0: it's rough. It's rough out there. Uh, I would say if your wife turns to you and tells you that she's a Russian spy and needs your help for a top-secret
1: assignment, um... Just roll with it, my dude. Yeah, I would say roll with it for now. Um, unless it's like, oh, we got we, we we need the nuclear launch codes. So you're gonna distract distract the guy while we like I grab the football. It's like ah, uh, maybe not. Um, I mean, but, worst case
0: scenario, you just say you were coerced and they'll forgive you. So you know, uh,
1: probably not. But <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess yeah, just go with it for now. And depending on what you're being. And maybe they just want some, like, psych research.
0: You don't know. Uh, but yeah, go with it. Our second question, slightly more serious. If you're a young adult and you still live with your parents, do you still have to do and obey everything they say? Uh,
1: wait, how old? Uh, just young adult. Young adult. Yeah, if you're in your parents' house, yes, they own the house. <laughs> yes. Uh, if you
0: are. Under 18, young adult, and live in your parents' house, they own the house, their house, their rules. If you're over 18, and you live in their house, it's their house, their rules. But depending on how restrictive those rules might be, it may be worth having an honest conversation with your parents. If they're saying you have to be home by 8 o'clock, and you're 21, hanging out with friends at a 10 o'clock movie... Yeah, that that might be time to have a conversation about it, but I don't think it's worth um, being rude to them. Yeah. And frankly, if you're a young adult and you still live with your parents, uh, I know we've covered this a little bit in past episodes about living in home situations. This is just another factor you can take into consideration about whether... Or not whether... Uh, of what your best plan is for the future
1: yeah yeah living with your parents is nice because you don't have to pay for it well depending on if your parents make you pay for stuff but if you can just mooch off your parents i mean that's nice but comes a point you gotta you gotta move on you gotta get out of there like you gotta get your own place one it's just nicer yeah (laughs) it's just nicer to not have to deal with your parents being around and worrying about any of that
0: stuff no one to yell at you for eating ice cream for breakfast (laughs)
1: <laughs> that I re- I recently did that because you, you'll see like, people post <laughs> online where they're not the eating ice cream for breakfast oh. but uh you'll see people post online of like oh being adults being able to just like realizing you can just buy ice cream at the grocery store or whatever and it was like a, a week or two ago I was just sitting at home and I, I live literally across the street from like a grocery store and I was just like out I, I was just sitting here and I was just like you know what, I can just walk across the street and buy a thing ice cream, so I did.
0: Nice. <laughs> I feel I like it's like, a really dangerous place to live if you have those
1: impulses. Yeah, I mean, I only did it once, and I was like, I re- kind of regret this, because this is, a, I, like, ate the entire thing ice cream, because, of course <laughs> I did. Uh, I got one of those little, like, pints. I think it was technically, gel- no, I don't think it was technically, it might have been j- technically gelato, but I mean, it's just fancy ice cream. Um, yeah, but it's not like you bought a gallon tub and ate it. I think you're fine. I mean, it's still... A lot. It was like salted sea salt, caramel, whatever. Oh. So good. Now I want to go get it. God. <laughs> Another
0: few minutes, you can. Uh, so, listen to your parents, be respectful, and maybe this is a good reason for you to eventually move out. Our next question is, is it common to deal with a bossy person at work who always corrects you? Uh, further details, is this common? I have to deal with this sometimes at work. I would say this is just kind of a aspect of living on planet Earth with the rest of humanity, in that some people are bossy. Work is a place with an increased number of people in general, which increases the odds of someone being bossy. Yeah. Uh, uh, and if it's your actual boss, you need to listen to that person.
1: Yeah, this is just kind of life you deal with all sorts of people.
0: Tune them out, unless they're right, in which case, take their advice and be gracious about it. And if you really need to, like, get them off your back a little bit, maybe join them. uh, Agree with them and help them to enact changes around the office so that they're not on you as much because you're clearly on their side. Yeah. Our last question... Is a, uh, you know, it's one that I think the two of us are very experienced with, being the uh, suave solo acts that we are. (laughs) I want to stay in the USA, but I just don't want to be a part of any family, like a lone ranger. Is it okay?
1: Sure. I mean, to each their own. I don't know if that means, I mean, if the question's like, I want to ditch my family, um, and like, uh i don't know maybe there's some other things there you need to think about but i mean i don't think it's necessarily bad to just kind of want to be on your own
0: yeah it's okay to want to be on your own Uh, i would make sure you have all your proper paperwork filled out because it sounds like you're not a u.s
1: citizen already uh unless they're saying they don't want to like get a new start elsewhere and they want to stay in the u.s oh true which i would say why
0: I would also consider what you mean by Lone Ranger, because if you're going full, like, authentic, the horse is going to need some food, and that's going to cost money.
1: And you ought to find someone to be your Tonto. So, you're not really a Lone Ranger anyways.
0: Yeah. Or, what if you did Night Rider, though? Get Kit, you, you go car, and do just driving around in car? I haven't seen Night Rider, so I don't know anything beyond that.
1: Yeah, I haven't seen Knight Rider either. I just know the car talks to you.
0: Well, if, you, if you're on your own long enough and your brain breaks, the car will eventually <laughs> talk to you.
1: It's, yeah. Yeah. That's like when people ask, like, oh, is it weird that I talk to my car like, or, like, I talk to things? It's like, no, it's not weird. It's only weird if it starts talking back.
0: Yeah. And if it does start talking back, double check there's not a Teddy Ruxpin inside. Uh, but go be a Lone Ranger. Have fun. Just make sure you're, um, I guess, being a safe Lone Ranger. I don't know. It's your life. Yeah. Just as long as you accept responsibility for it. All right. Uh with that being said, any any other uh, DC news we want to cover? No. All right. I think we're I think we're going to end it there for this week. Pretty solid discussion. Calvin, yeah. thank you for joining me. It's been a pleasure. It was fun. Thank you to the band Problem Address for allowing us to use their song Living in the Moment off the album Cross-Off yesterday. You can find it in iTunes or Spotify. You can find us on iTunes and Spotify and uh, YouTube Music, I think, and on Podbean. Uh, social medias. We have Facebook, Better Buddies. Our Twitter handle is at BetterBudcast. Use the hashtag Better Buddies when tweeting about the show. If you need to ask for advice or uh, want to send us some fan mail, hate mail, or fan art, or hate art. I don't know if hate art's a thing, but if you want to send us hate art,
1: you can do that. <laughs> make it a thing.
0: Yeah, we'll be trendset. You'll be a trendsetter. Be a trendsetter. Make, make some hate art. Uh, you can send that to betterbuddiescast at gmail.com. And last but not least, be a better buddy. Uh, thank you to the band Problem of Interest for allowing us to use their song "Living in the Moment" off the album Cross Off Spot Ob- off the album Cross Off Spotify. Now there's a title. <laughs>